Golden State Warriors basketball. This is the Mark Jackson Show. I don't go with what the norm is. My goal from day one is to not be an average coach. Pull up three. Good. Now here's Mr. T on the Sports Weekly. Ray Ratto, Tom Tolbert with you. Always a pleasure to talk to the head coach of the Golden State Warriors who joins us courtesy of the Ring Central guest line, Mark Jackson. Jack, what's going on, man? Everything's good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for showing up, as always. <laughs> <laughs> I always appreciate it. So yes, last sir. night's game, uh, how much of it was Tony Parker just doing what uh, a star does and impacting the game because that was his mindset going in? Or were there some things that were done differently that he was maybe able to exploit? No, I think at the end of the day, it was a, a experienced basketball team uh, with you know some future Hall of Famers and some star players that had the right mindset to start the game. They were in attack mode uh, from the beginning. And you're talking about Tony Parker pushing the basketball, getting into the seams, aggressive early. Tim Duncan was looking to attack early. Um, and we were on our heels all night long. Uh, we didn't have, you know, we weren't as sharp as, you know, we're used to being. And, uh, we, we, we allowed them a lot of life early on and it hurt us. Was, um, did you see that immediately or did it take that, like that 15 0 run to, was that the first time you saw it when they, got their first real run of the game, or could you see it right from the opening tip? Well, you see it right from the opening tip. As You know, as a coach, understanding what our game plan is, uh, whether they score or not, um, we see it as a successful trip or, uh, you know, unsuccessful trip by how we pay attention to details and did they do what we wanted them to do. And a lot of times last night, we didn't force them to do what we wanted them to do, it was more so uh, they were beating us uh, in, a, in, a, in a fashion that, you know, they've beaten a lot of teams, and they've proven to be able to do that. So it's up to us to take them away from their strengths. Well, that was the thing I thought was different between that game and Game 3, Jack, was that I thought I thought Tony Parker got his 25 in the first half, ended up with 32, but he scored those points on your terms. I mean, you guys forced him to take jump shots, and he just happened to catch fire in the first half and make a lot of jump shots. The difference, I thought, between that and last night's game was he scored on his terms last night. He got to the paint, he finished, he hit a few jump shots, and he also got everyone else involved. He got 10 assists last night, where in the past he hasn't had, I think there were games where he had five assists and three assists. So I thought his mindset was a little bit different. He made sure that he got to the paint, which you guys have done a fantastic job in the four previous games. Is that something that concerns you? I mean, were there breakdowns there where he was able to take advantage of those things that you're going to have to shore up? Or was that just, like I said earlier, was that just a great player being a great player and saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to figure out a way to do it? Well, I'll give him credit. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you get you know great players in this league. Uh, where I, I've said it before, I'll take great offense over great defense yeah. any day of the week. They're going to impose their will, and they're going to make the adjustments, and he's done that. But that being said, uh, even watching the film today with, with, with my guys, we made mistakes. We were not as sharp or as crisp as we've been in the past, and you cannot afford to do that against you know great talent. 
and you know, even when he got the 25 points that you alluded to, but one thing we didn't, we won't accept is he he got jump shots, but they were uncontested jump shots yeah. too. We want him shooting jumpers, but we want a hand in his face. If he's going to knock him down, which he's capable of doing, we'll live with it. Uh, but we've got to be better defensively, and and we've certainly got to be better offensively. Was there something they did differently? In terms of guarding uh, Steph and Clay, now maybe some of the reason Clay only got eight shots because Harrison Barnes had it going, and he got eighteen shots up and had another fantastic game, twenty-five points and eighteen shots. I thought he was very efficient last night. But were they stepping up uh, maybe more regularly than they had in the past on high screen rolls, making sure that Steph couldn't step into threes? Could you tell watching the film that they were doing something a little bit different? That maybe not so much the total points, but the shot attempts and the hands-in-the-face shot attempts that maybe seemed uh, more prominent last game than games past? Well, I think if you look at some of the possessions, they probably were a little bit more aggressive in the pick-and-rolls, trying to force the ball out of you know the primary ball handler's hands. Um, well, with that being said, we've got to do a better job of being patient on the offensive end uh, in our sets. We've got to be unselfish. I thought too many times we were you know, trying to make the home run play and trying to, you know, do it individually. And that's what happens sometimes in this league where you think, uh, okay, I'm going to be a spot plug. No, we, uh, let's get, let's get there by doing what we've done all season long. We got away from it. Uh, so I think you look at the, a game like last night and you say, man, we were bad defensively. Mm-hmm. We were bad offensively. And we still, you know, in the third quarter, we're down, you know, three points, down four points with the basketball. Uh, so there's a lot of positive to take from it. Well, don't you think maybe, I mean, the one thing that you take away from this, and and the defense comes and goes, offense comes and goes. I mean, you'd like, to, you'd like it to be tight every single game, but that's just the way the league is. I mean, sometimes it's better than others, but the determination of your team has never waned throughout the playoffs, and, and guys believe that they're going to come back, and guys believe they're going to be able to make plays. No matter how dark it may get, they, they have the resolve to be able to come back and get things done. And that's something, and I don't know, like I don't watch film like you do. I just watch the games and maybe I'll go home and watch them again. But it seems to me that's kind of an overriding theme in this postseason. This team just, they always believe, and they can forget one possession and move on to the next possession, but they always believe that they're still in the game. They're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, that's one question that the media asked today as far as the resilience of my team and uh, will we be able to bounce back? Will we be ready tomorrow? I have no concerns about that. That's, yeah. that's not a concern of mine at all. When you look at the, the body of work of this basketball team and the identity of this basketball team, we're going to be ready, and we're going to look forward to sending this series back to San Antonio. That's a heck of a basketball team that's extremely well coached, and we talked about it being a heavyweight championship fight, and that's what it's going to be. But we're thrilled about being in this uh, position. If you'd have told us in September that you're going to be playing a game six against the San Antonio Spurs in your own building in the second round of the playoffs, down 3-2, what do you think? We would have taken it, and uh, we're excited about it. It's a tough task, but one that we feel we're more than capable of of responding to. Uh, The conventional wisdom has been that last night was the first game in which the home team played like the home team. Is that your view of it as you look back at the first five games? You know, I said it from the beginning of the series. Um, both teams ha- have proven to be able to go on the road and win ball games. I think it's a credit to, to the individuals on, on these teams. 
I don't think uh, it makes a difference where we're playing the game. And I think that bodes well for us when we, you know, do what we're supposed to do and take care of business tomorrow. Uh, both teams are, are, are good enough to, to go into the opposing team's building and win ball games because both teams, you know, pride themselves on the defensive end. And when you do that, your act travels. How's Andrew Bogut's ankle feeling? Uh, a lot of treatment today. Yeah, he, he's not 100%, but nobody's 100% this time of year. Um, he's going to get treatment, and then we'll know, you know, before the game what we have to deal with with him and, and anybody else. But he said it was okay when he talked to the writers. <laughs> he said everything was fine. Is he's, someone fibbing? Because he's a man. That's what he's supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, we're a no-excuse team, and I think, you know, we got guys that's fighting and, and doing everything they possibly can do to get on the floor and fulfill the role that we need them to fulfill in order for us to be successful. And, you know, I got a bunch of guys that are truly gamers. Well, somebody and, said they noticed that uh, – that he was wincing, and I said, are you kidding me? Andrew Bogut always looks like he's looking directly <laughs> yeah. into the sun. <laughs> he looks like he, he came he, out of a casino at like 6 a.m. the first time he saw the sun in like three days. Yeah. Like, oh, it's bright out here. <laughs> he, he, it, took, it, took me a, it took me about a month to adjust to it. You always look at him, and he, he does that, and you're like, well, what's wrong? He does nothing. And then I, I finally stopped asking him a month later. He looks like he's passing kidney stones for friends. <laughs> Hey, did you out of the corner of your eye last night? Did you catch Pop streaming down the? I thought he was running a fast break, streaming down the wing to try to call that timeout. Did you catch him out of the corner of your eye? Yes, I did. Did he you was, brace you know, for impact? I, I thought he was running down to give me a high five and you know say what a series this is, but he was close enough to do it. I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. Uh, in all my years of basketball, but you know that that's Bob. He was moving too. Yeah, I mean he was moving. That was like a four eight right there. <laughs> he wanted that timeout in the worst way. I tell you that. I was so tempted to do the same thing the next play, but I was like, Nah, don't, don't go out there and blow an ACL trying to prove yeah, something. Because <laughs> that's a horrible look if you go down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grab the hammy. Oh, I think I may have pulled something. Hey, you've been through this many times. As a player, when it gets to when it gets to this point of the series, Game Six, you guys know what they want to do. They know what you want to do, and I agree with both you and Pop that you know adjustments are made here and there, but they're overblown because everybody wants to make a big deal out of what's going on. It may be a, a matchup you go to, an angle you set a pick and roll, maybe a defensive rotation here or there, but for the most part, you guys know each other. How much of this is just going to be about? I mean, determination and execution. Determination to win a basketball game and determination to execute defensively and offensively, like be as focused as you can be on every single possession? Well, it boils down to that, and we talked about that from the beginning. The best team wins because the best team is the more determined team and the team that executes the best, uh, and that team has won every game thus far, and our mindset has got to be just that. Forget about adjustments. Forget about uh, you know how you're going to defend the pick and roll. Uh, are we going to be disciplined? And to me, my message to my guys uh, has been, you know, today, 96 minutes of great basketball, of our brand of basketball, and, and, and we'll be just fine. All we need to do is put two games together, starting with tomorrow. Before, we're, not, we're not going to look ahead, but the mindset is 96 minutes of, of incredible basketball. You know, oh, Go ahead, Ray. I, I was going to say, we've now gone through 12 minutes and – 
we've both failed in our duty to ask about Steph Curry's ankle. Well, you failed. Oh, you didn't fail? Well, if you want to say we, you better have a frog in your pocket. <laughs> That's between me and the I'm frog. Gonna, I'm going to borrow from Mark. I'm not co-signing on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say that uh, Steph Curry, just like Bogues, uh, treatment today, um, a little bit of swelling. Um, obviously, nowhere near 100%. Um, but no excuse. You know, bottom line is he didn't play well yesterday. He did not play well, and he's got to be better for us to, you know, do what we're expecting to do. He actually seemed to move a lot better last night than he had in previous games. I thought. Yeah, he moved better, but you know, he's he he was careless with the basketball mm-hmm, yeah. and made mistakes. And and you know, he's a pro. He's a, he, he owns it. He talked about it, and now we move on. I expect to you know see him bouncing back and and performing great. You know, I, I, I said this last night when I was doing the game, Jack, and once again, I don't know what the defensive rotations are and what the scheme is, but a couple of times when Steph uh, ended up on Danny Green, I know he's guarded him quite a bit throughout the series, he he gave Danny Green a little bit of daylight in terms of, I don't know where his rotation was supposed to take him, but in closing out, he got there half second too late, and Danny Green lined up a couple three-pointers without having to take a dribble. Is that something that you live with on those rotations, or is Danny Green a guy that, you know what, you just – you got to make him put the ball on the ground one time. If you got to stay close enough to when the ball rotates to him, that when he catches it, he's got to put it on the bounce at least once before he shoots it. Well, we want to be close enough to run him off the spot and contest yeah. shots. You know, last night I thought we were a step slow, and when you're a step slow with this team, it's it's enough air space for them to get wide open looks and make you pay the price. When we're at our best, we're able to help and get back to the shooter. Last night, uh, we, we, we were not at our best, and because of that, we paid the price. You know, I think something, and I'm, you'd, I'm sure you'd love to have uh, a healthy David Lee, but I think one of the benefits that will pay, it's already paying dividends, and certainly pay dividends in the future, is Harrison Barnes' play. And I don't know if it's cause and effect that David Lee goes down, and now, look, we need more out of you, you got to step up your game. But he has a new look to him over the course of the playoffs. Uh, I've always thought he was a good player, but sometimes he would kind of float, disappear. And I think rookies tend to do that because they defer to the veterans. But he's a guy now that if he has a matchup he likes, he looks to get to a position on the court, whether it's the elbow or the or the wing or the box, and he's going to take advantage of that. He has no problem crossing guys over and going up with jump shots. I mean, I'm just kind of seeing a guy, and maybe you've seen him all year long, but I, I see a guy now that when I look at him, he just looks like he, he walks different. He has that confidence to him, like, I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of doing. I'm going to go out there and do it. Well, you know, he, he's a guy that embraces the moment, and uh, he's elevated his game uh, in the postseason. Uh, deservedly so. He makes first-team all-rookie. Yeah. Uh, but he's he certainly played great for us. And, you know, what, what I don't want people to do is, is overlook the fact that in the playoffs, you basically say, I'm going to try to take something away. So Danny Green makes shots because we're, uh, we're making a conscious effort to say, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, you're not going to beat us. Yeah. Uh, don't underestimate what people, what the Spurs or the Nuggets are saying about Steph Curry, about Clay Thompson, yeah. about David Lee at times, which says, okay, Harrison Barnes, we're willing to give you this. But give Harrison credit. He's stepping up and making them pay the price, and he's done an incredible job this offseason. If you're going to sprint down the court to call a timeout next game, give me a heads up. I want to make sure I catch that. I can't do that. I, you, I don't no, have that in my game. No, no, you can do it. you got to be resilient. 
The Spurs showed you something in Game 5. You have to respond. It's a game of adjustments. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. If Dad, you're not calling a time timeout right in front of him, we're going to be disappointed. I, I, I passed that chapter in the coach's manual, so i got to go back and take a look at it. So is that Myers out. who's going to do it then? <laughs> Oh, that'd be great stuff. Unbelievable. Hey, Jack, always a pleasure, man. Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it, and I'll see you out at the Oracle tomorrow, man. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to it. All right, Jack, take it easy.